What's up, casual people? Welcome back to the Casual Conversations podcast. I am your host, Andrea Latham, and I am so glad that you're here. This podcast is intended for college students or young adults, and the purpose of this podcast is to take those seemingly scary or serious topics and make it casual. So let's go ahead and jump into the conversation. This week on the podcast, um, I have my friend Landon here today. Landon, say hello. Hey, everybody. Uh, So, yeah, if you thought that Landon was a guy, you're wrong. Um, Actually, funny story about that because uh, so Landon and I met at this like leadership camp like seven odd years ago, something like that. Um, And we were both there against our wills. (laughs) Our parents wanted us to go, and we did not. Um, and then we both happened to be put in this, like, breakout group together, along with, like, other people and my brother. Um, but then I remember, like, seeing Landon, and I th- I feel like you were wearing, like, an animal print something. I wouldn't put it past me. <laughs> All things floral, probably. It was, like, it was just, it was bold, but, like, you looked really good in it and just confident, and I was, like oh, this girl's, like, my arch nemesis, and I just know it. And so, like, you tell how you recall that moment. Okay, so I don't necessarily remember what Andrew was wearing, <laughs> but I do remember having um, breakout groups with, you know, like, we had different sessions that we went to each day. And for whatever reason, she just rubbed me the wrong way at first. <laughs> I was like, this girl, she she just doesn't like me. Like, we're not clicking. But it took, like, two days or something, and I don't know, I think we actually ended up being, like, forced into a group for some reason. Yeah, like, reason. even smaller groups. Yes, like, we broke out to maybe, like, groups of two or three, and we mm-hmm. were paired together. And once we actually started talking with each other, I adored her. We became, Aww. like, inseparable throughout the rest of the of the week. And we just kind of, like, made jokes uh, with the remaining time of camp, That's saying, true. like, wow, like, I can't believe I misjudged you at first. <laughs> yeah, and then... Um... So then by the end of everything, we, like, exchanged addresses and Instagrams, and we became pen pals. Um, and then I remember one of the first cards you ever sent me, you sent that ring. So she had a ring at this camp, and I would always comment about it. And so she mailed it to me, and I would wear it all the time. And people would be like, oh, my gosh, that ring is so pretty. I'd be like, yeah, thanks. My friend Landon gave it to me. And if they didn't ask... I didn't tell if it was a girl or a boy, but if they did, I'd be like, no, Landon's a girl, because they'd be like, ooh, who's Landon? But anyway, Landon's a very pretty name for girl or boy, so. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's a little bit about, like, how Landon and I know each other. Oh, another thing um, that plays into, like, where we are now is back then, I wanted to be a political science major. Um, and I was, like, looking at TCU and, like, UT Austin, um, and Texas Tech was definitely not on my list, but then Landon was, like, hey, I want to be a lawyer, right? Right, yeah, Yeah. that was my dream for a long while. Yeah, and you're, like, and I want to go to Texas Tech, and I was, like, what? Because I always thought that you were, like, very smart, very responsible, and I was, like, (laughs) I thought Tech was for people who, A can't get into any other school and be our partiers. Only want to party. Yeah. Right. Um, but, yeah. So then, and you were the only person at the time that I, like, knew really loved Texas Tech and, like, had a passion for it. And I was like, oh, Right. Okay. Well, wow. I guess I really fooled you on that because actually <laughs> <laughs> Baylor was my dream school. Oh, no. Okay, yes. yes. I do remember that because I wanted to teach you – and you had a private school. You went to Baylor. That's yes. right. And, yeah, my dad, uh, I come from a farm family. I've got three siblings or, or two siblings. Like, there's three of us all all together. And my dad basically sat me down and said, hey, like, I will be paying for all of you in college at one point in time at the same time. Yeah. So this private university is just not going to cut it. Yeah. Oh, but, oh. Yeah, that was your dream school. Yes, but I mean, I ended up at Tech and my parents just kept saying, you know, once you're on campus, you're not even going to feel like you're in the same area. And they really were right by all of it. Like it it worked out. I can't imagine my life being anything different. Yeah. And now here you are in law school 
right? Well, no. 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 I'm, grad school. It's not off the table. I'm in grad school. Yes. Yeah. So I, I did, I had like this envision that I, or I had envisioned that I really wanted to go into law school. Um, but whenever I was taking my prep course, that's right around the time that COVID hit. Mm-hmm. Everything was crazy. Everything just kind of like switched up. My course that I was taking got moved online and there was a lot of different factors that went into it, but basically I did horrible on the LSAT. And so I was just like, this is a sign. Like I am not supposed to be here at least right now. Um, so I, you know, I had already taken that semester off because I was like prepping for the exam. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of regrouped and I was like, okay, well I'll look into grad school, kind of apply there and talk to some people on campus, got set in the right programs. And that's what I'm in yesterday um well actually what is today Wednesday yeah Yeah. so two days ago on Monday it marked the because like mid midterm exams for the most part opened so it's Mm -hmm. like halfway through my grad program oh oh congratulations well thank you that's so cool wait so what is what are you gonna do so my my program is mass communications that I'm getting my master's in. That's right. So really heavy emphasis on public relations. And then, of course, I'll still have, like, my minor for political science and media strategies. But I'm wanting to take it into the ag field still. Okay. Um. So, I mean, you were right about all of that. I just – and law school's not out of the question by any means, but I'm definitely going to give myself a little bit of time to go into a career and mm-hmm. find myself first. So – my wording <clears throat> is like you wanted to be an advocate for agricultural business kind of or Correct. no? Well, yes. Um, so I haven't really like pinpointed exactly where I want to fall in the realms of agriculture. I just know that it's something that I absolutely adore. I mean, I came from it my entire life. I've always been around it. I love the people. So I definitely know that I want to go into it. I don't know necessarily which, I don't know, like. So much so, she loves it so much so, that she was the watermelon queen. <laughs> I was wondering why you had a smile on your face. Yeah. Yes, I was. So that was actually a, like, it was an incredible opportunity that I took. I was the public relations ambassador for the Texas Watermelon Association. <laughs> and so a lot of people do laugh about that. They don't even know that it exists. But there are actually other states that grow watermelons, too, that have representatives. Uh-huh. Um, so it's really cool. You get to know all of these other girls from different areas and travel to different promotions with one another. Unfortunately, again, there's a, a reoccurring theme. I served in 2020, which is like when COVID, mm. you know, took place. And at the very beginning, we like definitely didn't know how to navigate anything. So a lot of the promotions and events that I was supposed to go to ended up being canceled. Oh. Uh, my year wrapped up pretty quickly. Dang. Yes. But you did post stuff, and I remember seeing, like, um, she, didn't you have these pair, like, a pair of watermelon heels or something? I do. They're Katy Perry brand. Yeah. <laughs> They're so cute, though. I, Thank you. I really like them. Well, I loved it. It actually kind of changed the tasks that I was given. So instead of, like, like, normally I would have gone to, like, festivals or schools and different things like that, but mm-hmm. this way I was actually able to, like, really get down to um, kind of the roots of everything. Like, I focused on farm tours instead and as long as the farmers were okay with it I would go out there and like make connections with them and see their see their watermelons I would um kind of you know log and keep track of the the stages that they were at and the different varieties they had planted and various techniques that they were using too and then my job as the uh, public relations ambassador was to promote it on social media and kind of spread awareness yeah well and like for me just like seeing from the outside, I think that it's just like this glamorous like position, but then you end up doing all of this work uh, behind the scenes that right. I guess that most of us don't see, but that makes a difference. For sure. And I think that's interesting you said that because really that can be, it can be applied to essentially everything, you know? I think like our world and like the way that people live, they look at everything and they're like, oh, that's so easy. Nothing goes into it. I mean, the same could be said for like your podcast even, but no one really knows unless they're doing it themselves. Like the amount of time that you put in forming questions and, you know, finding connections, reaching out to people to, to interview them. So. Oh, look at you with the perspective. (laughs) Um, well, I guess that kind of goes into one of the questions that I had, um, because if you know Landon, you know that, like, she's just, 
I know that you put in a lot of work, but you're very successful. And I think a lot of the things that you do. Um, and so with that, like, have you had other people kind of peer into your life <clears throat> or maybe like offer unsolicited advice or um, I don't know, just like any of the things that come with being, I guess, seen more more popular or like successful like have you seen any negative things from that from people right okay so that's a challenging question I feel like it could be answered in in all sorts of ways um I will say probably like the biggest issue I have with that and first off thank you for (laughs) saying that um I put a lot of pressure on myself. So like one of the biggest issues just comes from me. Um, And that's something that I'm trying to work on too is just being content or like taking the time to acknowledge whenever I do accomplish certain things. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it seems like I'm always just looking for the next step or I I compare myself to others and I feel like I still need to do something else. I will say sometimes it like I have gotten from other people, um, which I mean right now it's not even like Obviously, I can't throw examples out there, but it, it's kind of hard to overcome criticism. You know, like sometimes you'll even have friends in your life that don't really give you the, I don't know, like they don't back you up in the ways that you would expect. So yeah. that's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to like, it. you should never do anything for someone else to be like, way to go. Yeah. But sometimes at the end of the day, you still want that, right? Right. Um, and then I will also say, um, and I don't know if you're really getting at it in this way, but by being in the spotlight kind of with different things, Mm -hmm. you also just have to be aware. Like one thing I had to remind myself is I came from a really small community. And so like, I've got a lot of younger kids even that looked up to me and follow, follow me on social media and such. And it's one of those things you kind of forget they're on your Snapchat and such. So it's like, you want to be setting a good example. Right. And within the past, I guess I've done it for two semesters. Now I represent tech even now by being a TA on campus And Lubbock's a really small community, so even by meeting goals and stuff in that and classes, it's like you want to go out with your friends and celebrate, but you also have to be mindful about the rep, like how you're representing yourself within the community. Yeah. So I don't know if there's like another area of that question that. No, that's that's pretty much yeah. No, you answered it exactly. Okay. I mean, it's up to interpretation. Exactly. However, if it's like your what you've experienced so and I for myself like I've definitely I think that I can also fall into that thing of like oh I don't actually take the time to appreciate my successes and um so one of the jobs that I've had like at tech has been like a private tutor slash like um academic coach slash like accountability partner and um most of the like yes there is, like, school that we talk about and, like, if they need help in a certain subject or, like, reviewing something, of course, I'm, I'm I'm there for that. But at the same time, like, I have a conversation with them about, like, what, what kind of goals do they want to achieve? Like, we're not just trying to get through the semester. Like, let's actually make this, like, all link yeah all link together for something that you actually want for your life because like I know also expectations of other people can be playing into what they're even doing so studying or whatnot why they're in college in the first place and to me it's like yes I see the importance of like the parents doing that but then I also see like what the kids like how their attitudes are and like just how defeated they feel and it just makes me really sad because like they could be actually really successful in something like music but that may or may not that is not like the most stable um what's the word uh career mm-hmm. and something in like you know the accounting or finance industry exactly. is more but that doesn't mean that like they have a passion for that anyway but that kind of was a rap trail but that's just like in my job like that's something that I try it's not just about like tutoring or making sure that they are doing all their assignments it's like do you see why you're doing this in the first place like does that hold any importance and I do remind them I'm like yay like you did great now like let's celebrate and do something that you really like to do because before moving forward yeah right yeah so 
but yeah, that's, that's really good. Um, so this is kind of an entryway. Uh, so we're both studying to get a degree. Um, I think eventually we both went to get married and have a family. We've talked about that. Um, what are your like opinions on being able to do both like being able to raise your children and be there for them but then also have a career right okay so my opinion towards this has completely shifted oh within recent years probably well not even years it's been about a year so I actually was with Andrea. We attended the Young Women's Leadership Summit. Yeah. Last, yes, with last with uh, Charlie Kirk this mm-hmm. past summer. Yes, with another friend of mine. Um, yeah. Yes, and so we had a wonderful time. But prior to that, honestly, I held completely different opinions than what I'm about to say. So beforehand, I feel like I grew up thinking, wow, like I'm going to be amazing you know I always loved like working so hard in school I always loved being competitive with my grades I I learned early on that I I mean I knew there was there was no question about going to college um and I kind of you know picked up wanting to go to law school early on too and I always saw myself just like dominating the business world doing it all as a matter of fact I even thought like I'm not staying home with my kids like I'm gonna do like you know, what's required, my leave of absence. And then I'm going to be like daycare, like they're good to go. They can fend for themselves. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's like, I didn't see any issue with it, but after attending this, it's like, I got to hear from so many other people who had, you know, different perspectives and they just, they kind of like opened my eyes essentially because I never compared my situation to, to what they were saying, which I know I'm beating around the bush with, with where I'm going. <laughs> Basically, Everything was kind of just opened up around, like, a biblical aspect, too. So I think that the mindset that I had, it was just all things mainstream. What social media, like, the agenda that social media is trying to push. And I just was blinded to the fact that that's not the way that God intends this to work. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's a different role for a husband and a wife to have and yes like I definitely do want kids as a matter of fact I think I want like four kids and I I feel like that's more than what you said previously really I definitely want at least three right because that's like the way that I grew up but yeah there's something really weird to me about odd numbers so and I don't (laughs) want two so I'm like I'll have four (laughs) um but I I don't know I just and you know you see on social media all the time and like even friends that I have they'll have these conversations about like the world is doomed. Why would I bring a child into it? Yeah. But from my perspective, it's like, we're not going to see a change unless we raise the change. Mm. And then flip side to answer your question. Like, I don't want to just go into like only prioritizing my work or even doing it like halfway, like halfway doing a good job within, you know, my career and then halfway being a good mother and, and raising my children. So I really think that like, I just want to give it my all. And that's not to say that I can't have an awesome comeback later on if I want to get back in or like, if I, you know, like I'll, I'll know more whenever I'm going through it myself, because who am I, um, to have all the answers right now? Like I might be able to do something on the side, even while raising my kids, but they definitely will not be brought up in daycare or even really in public school with the way Mm. that things are going right now. So, like... I might homeschool them like Andrea. Wow. (laughs) I don't know. Either that or we'll see if I... I mean, I don't know. I I feel like I can't afford private school for four children, (laughs) but who knows? We'll see. Yeah, I don't even... I, I have not looked into that, so I don't know how much that costs either. But that's... So, yeah, because I grew up um, thinking... Well, I grew up around a lot of, I would say, what is called conservative Christians. And that was the thing is uh, college education is, yeah, for some people. But, like, really what you need to do is to settle down and you need to have children and you need to raise them. And that just, like, I don't know what it was about the way that I saw it happening. Like, the way that people were going about it just... It, it felt kind of 
to me, it felt like oppressive and disappointing and like I wasn't reaching my fullest potential if I did that. And, um, and then, so yeah, going into the conference, it was like, oh, for conservative women. And I'm like, well, I think I'm more of like, I think I'm conservative, conservative on some things, but like mostly I could probably be like in the middle. Right. And honestly, I got some, a little bit of like pushback from my family when I mentioned like, oh, well, I think I might be somewhere in the middle. Like, I don't know if I claim one or the other. Um, And they were like, sorry, what? Like, maybe you should read some of their platform statements. And I was like, "Uh, okay. And then, um, but even when we went to the conference and Charlie Kirk, I think, was the one talking at this point. And he, like, said something about, like, he kept saying the phrase, like, get married, have lots of babies. Get married, have lots of babies. Right. And, and I, I was like, I didn't like that. I either. didn't like that at all. I, I was like, either. that just totally gave me the flashback. And I was like, no, this is exactly what I was trying right. not to do. Allie Beth Stuckey did that a lot too. Yeah. Um, she kept saying that, like, every year, like, she's had a n- new pregnancy or something since <laughs> she's been there. And she kind of got on stage and pushed the same agenda. So I will say yeah. I'm against that myself. Because I've seen, like, I've seen people just have, like, a bunch of children, and then it just kind of, I feel like a lot of them don't get very much attention. attention. yeah. And you know what? Like, to each their own. Who am I to say? I've never been a mother. Like, all of that, but... I right, and I agree with you on that, and that's something I feel like I need to clarify. Like, yes, as of, you know, well, not recently, it's been something I've considered for a while. I did mention the four, but, like, for sure, practicality has a big say in it. Like, who's to say where I'll be at that time and place like I would never have I would never continue to have kids if like I was already struggling you know with income or like I want to be able to like give them everything that I was given right like I I want to like know that they're going to be able to receive education and hopefully like a nice enough car to get them places and (laughs) and family vacations and stuff so like that's definitely something that like will have to be like reevaluated throughout life in the future too yeah um because it's not like I'm totally set on that number I'm not gonna do that if it's not like quality no and I didn't mean that in a way of like oh my gosh landing you cannot have four children that is too many uh rethink that no well some people listening really might have thought that and it's like I don't want to (laughs) be I I don't yeah I don't want to mislead there so um but but yeah so some of the things I was like "Mm, I don't know if that's the best way to put it like in in my opinion but then they went on like um so Charlie's wife, Erica. Erica, what she had to say, and she like, she made her dream. She went to New York and like all of this, but then like her story and she kind of still had the same message, but she worded it in such a way that it didn't like make me feel like I was pressured or yeah. like it was a right or a wrong. Yeah. Or like I wasn't. Yeah. She, she, however she presented it, I received it better um but that conference definitely like made me think differently about some things and it actually like gave me hope for having a family because before then I was I was the same way I was like oh yeah like I'm so I love school I love getting good grades I love succeeding I like being the leader like we're gonna go all the way to the top and I'm gonna work my butt off and now I'm like I don't, like, start our own business or, like, you know, work from home, um, but spend more time with my family and create, like, meaningful relationships and care for them because I know that if I'm working really hard, I'm way more impatient with people and I don't love them as well as I could. Yeah, the second you start to be spread thin, I'm the same way. Um, I've been reading a lot of books about like entrepreneurial routes Mm -hmm. and a lot of that like I got into it through classes that I've taken this semester but it is so awesome and I've kind of considered that too because I don't want to like it's like I've worked so hard for my education so yeah you don't want to be a time that I don't use it but I was just saying like I do want to flip side like prioritize you know the generation that we're raising but yeah I mean like I don't think 
at the end of the day, you have to be fulfilled yourself. And I know that, like, I've got to use my brain to do that. Yeah. And, you know, fixing lunch and cleaning diapers surely isn't going to do that for me. (laughs) Well, it's actually – well, I I agree. Like, there are those, you know, little moments that just repeat every single day, um, and that can get very tiring. But then there are, like, other moments, especially, I think, when they get, like, four or five, and they start having conversations and things. Yeah. And just some of the things that they say or, like, want to do or how they act, you're like, wow, okay, so this is, like, a real moment of using just everything that I've learned in, like, I guess, interpersonal skills of dealing with, I don't know, childhood conflict. I feel like it's one of those things that can never be mastered. It's really, like, intriguing, but also, like, difficult. Um, But the books, what are, like, do you have any of the entrepreneurial books that you would recommend for people interested in that well you have really caught me off guard by asking that question (laughs) I believe I know that one is I think it's dead fish don't swim upstream and Silverberg is the the author of that one Hmm. um there's um I don't even know do you remember anything that, like, any, like, just things that they were trying to oh, get yeah. across? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of them are just, like, foundational um, standpoints that, that they're getting, like, like starter-ups. Basically, it's just, like, encouragement. It's saying there's never really going to be a great time for this. Oh. Like, like yes, you, you do need to have, you know, a couple of months of cushion and stuff to start out. But it's, like, start with what you have right now. Um, you know, create whatever like create whatever you're passionate about mm-hmm. uh start with contacts you have um that you that you already know and it'll lead to other contacts in the future basically like my biggest takeaway from it is there's one line in it that says you know like even if your life isn't a fairy tale right now and that's what you're striving to get after you're never going to have it unless you create it yourself it's like we're not living in a movie it's not just going to like pop up and take over yeah. so like what are you going to do about that to change it like what like mm. you're waking up in the morning like are you setting these stepping stones to get yourself further in that direction or are you just staying scared forever um and so you know I, I mean of course it goes on but I I wasn't really like prepared to um <laughs> to answer this so like I have this um, issue about just rambling on forever, and I would probably just end up giving you the entire entire summary of these books. No, but, but no, that's I mean I've good. loved it. I've loved it, and my dad and I we make jokes all the time. Like we've we've been coming up with our own like business proposals, mm-hmm. and I'm like I know exactly how to excel in this. Like we're gonna succeed. So many of them are really interesting too because it just says like in order to be successful, you've got to have that one thing that like makes you stand out aside from others. And so I guess what I really like about the books is that they all give very specific examples of companies that have succeeded because they've got that one little thing that's just so amazing. Yeah. And I would love to be able to share with you all the one that I have (laughs) created. I really hope I can open it myself with my dad, but it's super top secret. If I announce it on this podcast, everybody's going to try to beat me to it. Because we have so many listeners and there's no telling, (laughs) no telling what these people are going to do. You never know. You never know. Um, All they really need is to be able to steal my brilliant idea. And, you know, if they find people to fund the project before I do, then I'd be very upset. (laughs) Well, I always think it's really interesting to talk to people who are like dreamers or entrepreneurs because they're just so on fire with their idea and that just like fires me up yeah no I mean I can agree with that for sure the, another thing that I've I kind of taken away while reading all of those books though mm-hmm. is through the examples and just kind of the stuff that they recommend that you do I'm like, hmm, I don't know if I actually would be able to do this myself because it so Mm. goes against my personality type and yours even to a certain extent. Like, we hold a lot of the characteristics that they have, but, well, I don't know. I shouldn't speak for you. No, like what? But I know that for me, well, I don't know. I just don't like the unknown. I never have. So, like, I Mm. do, like, take chances from time to time because I know that, like, you can't grow without doing it. (laughs) Yeah. But to really put your entire career out there – that's totally different than just signing up for an extracurricular activity or something. Yeah. And so, I don't know, like, whenever I'm reading it, it's like, wow, like, these people, a lot of the success stories really just, they stopped what they were doing, like, they quit corporate jobs, 
that mm-hmm. had stability and then all of a sudden like you see very very bad months of how am I going to eat tonight before you yeah. see the good moments right um I mean honestly that kind of makes sense because like when I'm trying to do something creative and I'm in the midst of like hardcore studying because that's pretty much what all I do nowadays I actually have to take like a good day or two of not studying in order for my creativity to come back and like for me to have ideas of who to have on the podcast or what kind of questions I want to ask because so I kind of so in that way like it kind of makes sense that you have to stop what's like zapping all of your energy and time and totally just give all of that time and pour it into what you're actually passionate about because then I feel like you actually can make things happen for you yeah um but yeah that's I have thought about some things but there are like small things like things you do like that you'd sell on Etsy like they're not they're not like oh this is gonna be a huge you know company that's gonna takes over everything yeah um but right. even my proposal, it's more so like a local thing to Lubbock mm. that would be here. So, <laughs> but honestly, I mean, you know, the community and you like when you can identify a need that actually needs to be met, that's all you, that's all you need For is sure. that. Wow. Did, have you read the book already? No. <laughs> was that sarcastic? No, it really wasn't. I'm just saying, like, that's what that's the stuff they talk about. Um, it kind of was a little bit. Well, so I did mean it. There's this place uh, in Lubbock. It's fun, or it's, it was put on, it's created by Texas Tech, but it's called The Hub. And I don't know if you've heard about it. But I don't know. It's just surprising because they call like so many different things the, the hub. hub in love. Okay, sorry. It's called the Innovation Hub at Research Park. Okay. <laughs> it's just right down the street. All right. And apparently, um, universities do this kind of thing a lot. And so, um, alumni or like students of Texas Tech, or even you don't have to be, but a lot of people are because. Like, they stayed in Lubbock after school or whatnot. So they come to the hub, and they have, like, these, like, uh, roadmaps for people starting businesses and companies for entrepreneurs. Um, And so they have all these resources to help them. And I worked there for only six months. But I did work there, and I think I learned a lot about, like, the beginning stages and, like, what it takes to even just go from an, an idea to like thinking about all the logistics of making it into something else yeah and they have like um competitions too so it's actually really cool like they get students to go there and people make apps and prototypes and it's just it's only like three days and they do all this stuff and it's just it's pretty wild but sounds like it's pretty cool um so any pretty much any knowledge that i have of any of that came from them i think which is saying a lot since I was only there for like six months. For sure. But um, yeah. So next question is. Oh. Hmm. We've actually already kind of gone through a lot of them. Um. So this is kind of like. Could be controversial because, it's. We'll just say it could have, um, what do they call it? When, not a population, what's the bias when you do, like, a science experiment, but, like, you have to, it's, like, a certain, you, like. The only thing I'm thinking (laughs) about is, like, the control group. (laughs) I don't know what you're getting at. Like, 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 um, because ourselves, like, we're limited to our friends and our friends of our friends and only the things that we've ourselves made ourselves privy to or like the people that we are connected to. Right. We so have like a sort of so bias. Biased, yeah. Yeah. With who we surround ourselves with. So what I'm getting at is um, my question is because I know that you're a mature person. Do you think 
um, that a lot that our generation is kind of ill prepared for what's to come ordinarily. I definitely do. Um, yes, very much so. It's really hard to find other people that I do click with even right now. And I only think I hate to be a pessimist, but I <laughs> only think it's getting worse. I mean, it is really scary if you spend time and I hate to speak for like everybody. Of course, that's not the case. There's exceptions. Right. But it right. is so scary even going into like school districts now. Um, the way that like fifth graders hold themselves in conversations. It's like where th- like, you know, third graders used to be. I don't know. It's just like, oh, it's so yeah. like uneven. Well, and I, I think that like, and me even TAing on campus right now, I've seen s- very negative effects um, that COVID has had, mm. especially like, and that's only looking at like, you know, further education right. system because these are kids that are at tech. But just the lack of ambition to work, the endless excuses. It's so different than even mm. this past semester. And it's because like, or or like whenever I started out at tech even um, and, and my other classmates and stuff, but it's just like people think that they can get away with anything now because the smallest excuses were used to get out of things. Yeah. You know, like their final years of, of um, high school. And I mean, honestly, tech even allowed that for a while because they didn't know how to reconstruct classes and move things online. So, I mean, I don't know. I I know I branched into like a field that you didn't necessarily ask, but um, I don't know. I definitely think there's issues. There's definitely, there's issues for sure. And I think that media plays um, a part in that too. Social media. Man, Lynn, just blaming everything on the media. It's the media's fault. It's the mainstream it really, media. It really is, though, because there's so many things that are pushed our way, and it's not, like, for the most part, none of it is realistic. I mean, right? Yeah, I would like, agree People are with not that. being equipped with reality, and because of that, they feel like they can't even, like, attempt to change things. Hmm. What is your perspective on it? I don't want to end on, like, a very negative <laughs> note. And there are, like, exceptions for sure. But, like, tell me, like, how you how you consider it. What do you see? Um, I would say that I have been pleasantly surprised, I think more recently, um, by the people I've, like, talked to about things. Um, but again, I mean, like, we're kind of biased, so it depends on where you're, like, trying to meet people. So if I'm going to these, like, if my work brings in these entrepreneurs, they're obviously, like, very ambitious. They want to start their own company. Um, but then, like, I joined a different home group, which these, um, it's a young adults one. Um, and so they're mostly older. I think I'm one of the younger ones, um, and it kind of ranges, I think, like, 22 to 35, something like that, um, so I think that age range is just more, I mean, they're older than me, so I feel like, to me, they're more mature, um, and they've got, like, good head on their shoulders, but there are still some, like, people that I genuinely kind of get concerned about, because I'm like, do you think about like are you preparing yourself for a life outside of college because in like in college it's super easy to go out and eat all the time with friends um sometimes it can be lonely and hard to learn how to cook at home but then (laughs) at me (laughs) no (laughs) I actually just remembered I'm in grad school (laughs) and I don't cook for myself the amount of money I spend on Thai and Indian takeout is unreal. Okay, and honestly, like, I get tired of cooking, too, and I totally understand and appreciate, like, going out to eat and spending time with people and, like, chat. Like, I totally get the whole thing. But, like, at the same time, the discipline of, like, continually saving or trying to save money by cooking at home or learning these skills so that when you do get married or if you ever want to have people over and when you're single you are confident in being like hey you guys come over I'm gonna cook you dinner right like how am I gonna (laughs) provide for my four children (laughs) here's your millionth PB&J sandwich and mac and cheese on the side 
this is not at all like a I'm not firing <laughs> shots know, at you. I'm just that was just an example. Well, but like another thing that I considered a moment ago because you were asking just my outlook on the population yeah. in general. The reason I'm concerned and maybe we're changing in different ways that I fail to perceive like and even like register, but like even when you're going to the store or you know passing people walking on campus like nobody maintains eye contact anymore it's crazy like oh yeah so I'm working on my major in communications right it's a given that I like to talk but I'll strike up conversations with people and they act like I've slapped them (laughs) it just doesn't make sense to me it's like I, I just I I feel like we're lacking that component and it really worries me to see the effect that it's gonna have in the future yeah and I know that that's an issue because I've just, I mean, I've had, you know, coworkers from other jobs that I've worked that I've gotten close with. You're right. I do click with like people who are older than me usually, <laughs> but like I've gotten close with them and I'll keep in touch and meet them for lunch and they have the same concerns. They're just like, I'm really worried because sometimes they're like my own children don't even make eye contact really as, as much as like their friends do with them. It's yeah. just different the way that like, I think technology has just changed everybody I get really I can I can get really discouraged sometimes when I try to talk to people and people tell me like oh my gosh Andrew you just ask so hard of questions and I'm like no I'm just really trying to get down to like you like like just be totally okay with you telling me that you're like whatever you think I'm not gonna like I'm not going to slap you for it. Like, I just want to (laughs) know. But see, that's the thing. Like, it's so against what they're used to. Like, I've noticed you'll tend to just get one or two words as a response, right? Mm -hmm. Like, no, they're they're intimidated by your questions because they can't be answered in one or two words. But that's that's what has become a reality for most people. Like, that's how they're training themselves? Like, that's just just natural? Like... I've just noticed that, like, most people don't really like striking up conversations, especially when you have – I mean, yes, if it's people our age in class and stuff, that's probably going to be a little bit different. But, like, anybody younger, like, even me in the classroom, like, working with people who are still college-aged individuals, it's like I'll ask them questions and it's just one response. Or, I mean, I don't mean to bash my brother. My my younger brother, (laughs) Sam, um, he'll he'll do the same thing. It's like we get around our family and they want to learn about him, right? So they're asking these – deep questions well how's school going all this kind of you know like detail 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 good good that's what I'm getting at so I'm like very poorly explaining that but that's what I'm getting at yeah no I I've definitely seen that see in my thing I feel like I talk too much I give too much detailed answers because I'm like oh people are just trying to make conversations so that no one feels awkward or there's like this weird silence but then I go on and I'm like oh yes and you know well when I was younger and my sisters and well they moved away a long time ago and then we just sold our house like last year and so that was big and then they know your whole life story yeah and which is funny because um growing up I'm pretty sure like my dad that's how he is and we always were like oh no like dad's gotten into into a conversation again we're gonna be here for another hour and now I'm like oh my gosh I'm I'm my dad like I do that and so I'll have to I'll have to catch myself especially with my roommates because we all have our own things we got to do and if I catch one of them downstairs they're probably like I'm gonna be here for at least they probably 30 listen minutes. for your footsteps <laughs> It's like, oh, thank goodness, Andrea's back in her room. I'm going downstairs. <laughs> it's safe to open my door now. Oh, honestly, that could be true, and it's okay because it doesn't hurt my feelings. Because i I need to be I need to be more conscious of other people's time too. Um, just, but it's just because I love like talking to people and like I want to get to know them. But what's funny is when you were talking about. Um, when you first started talking and you were like, oh yeah, people are like passing by or like, did you say in the grocery store or something like that? Well, I mentioned the grocery store and like, I noticed it a lot just walking on Tech's campus. <laughs> I park in Commuter West and oh, yeah, yeah. walking through that park, people don't want to like, like make eye oh, contact. Yeah. They'll instantly pull out their phones or like just look at the ground, which I took a class about that actually. And there's some term for it. It's actually proven like people feel really uncomfortable 
staring, <laughs> staring into eyes while walking past. Same thing, same concept of when you get into an elevator. It's, like, really awkward at first. Yeah. And then you just turn forward and you feel at peace. Mm. Well, I think same thing with the gym, too. But that's yes. that's partly because I don't go women, <laughs> women have ridiculed people, men in particular, if they, like, at all, like, look in their direction it's like oh my gosh he's like staring me down he's checking me out right and, and it's like maybe he just wants to use that machine and you know what that actually reminds me of another point because <laughs> it's just no it's crazy because i people say this all the time and i truly believe that we think and we're mo- more self-conscious about like our actions and thinking that people are watching us and like thinking that we're stupid way more than what people are actually watching because I'll be I've been in situations where someone will be like oh my gosh she totally just gave me a look and I'm like maybe she was just looking around and you happened to catch her but she didn't have like an expression and so some maybe she had an RBF I don't know I mean I do that all the time sometimes I'll catch myself just like staring at someone I'm like, how long have I been staring at this? And it's so unintentional, but we, like, we so want to, like, create this story about everything, and we just think that everyone's watching us and judging us, and this, that's something that I had to be conscious about and, like, actually tell myself, no, they're not thinking that, that's, like... If I, if that's the thought coming into my mind, do I think that when I look at people? Like, is that yeah. my own, am I projecting what I would have thought onto that person? You know? Yeah. Kinda? No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. For sure. Um, I commend you for that because I feel like I probably <laughs> should use a little extra work in that department. No, and I mean, honestly, it still happens. And so I still have to like practice that. But just like little things like that that honestly make your days go better because once you start the like stop those thoughts you're not thinking you're not feeling awkward right you're free that actually freed me up to be like more outgoing and like silly because i was like these people are not watching and if they are watching they will never remember they're not gonna remember or they might actually be inspired because they see like this joy coming from you right it's taking me back to leadership camp. If we had worked, <laughs> like if we had play, like placed that into practice, we would have been friends from day one. We probably would have, but <laughs> I was too immature for that. So, um, honestly, I I feel like part of our friendship was due to Daniel. I'm pretty sure Daniel was the he more did friendly person. Lend me a poncho in the rain. I do remember that. <laughs> I think you told me my hair looked nice. It was curled that day. <laughs> um yeah but Daniel was always growing up Daniel was always the the one that was better at making friends I was the one that tagged along so that I would have friends um but yeah funny funny stuff see and that's why you have to have siblings and I appreciate my siblings me too I'm really glad that um because so I'm sure all of you have heard me say, oh my gosh, all my older siblings. Well, I do have one that's only two years older. Um, But Mary, her family, they're all like a lot older. And so she didn't have that like one sibling that was around her age. And I'm just, I took that for granted. But I actually really appreciate like having someone who's like my built in like buddy. For life. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're going to be there through everything. Yeah. Well, yeah. and then you guys all, do y'all all still live together now? We don't, but we're all in this area. And they are my best friends. Like, we, I meet them multiple times throughout the week to eat lunch or dinner or hang out. We share a lot of the same friends. Yeah. 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 Like, they're That's my so best cool. friends. Yeah. That's super sweet. Well, at one point, y'all did, or I guess you lived with older and there was then... one there was one time where all three of us did live together okay. yes but it was just like I mean school changed you know different jobs different things like that so right yeah. now I'm actually just with my brother Sam at the house and my oldest brother has moved out okay but yeah um we definitely lived together in college I I 
loved it. Like, and I recommend it. A lot of people I would tell that to and they're like, I can't imagine. But like, my siblings are the only people in life that I can actually yell at and say, get your stuff done. Or like, I'm repulsed by your dishes. And then, you know, there might be an argument that takes place. But five minutes later, we're like, all right, like, what are we going to do tonight? Yeah. Where do we want to go? Um, so I don't know. I, I really loved it. Being at peace at home is very important and like and crucial especially and I think I mean obviously in all aspects of life like growing up but like when I moved to college and like this kind of stress of like trying to become independent at the same time if you're going home to someplace that you're not like able to just be yourself and be at peace that's so hard Oh, yeah, it definitely, I feel like it wears on your mental health for sure. Yeah. Um, so I feel very fortunate now to be in an apartment uh, with three people that I absolutely adore. Um, I would probably say I'm the the person that probably creates the most conflict. <laughs> but, oh, no, don't say that. <laughs> no, I am because I am the loudest, like, and like physically and just like with my opinions <laughs> I'm pretty sure I am <laughs> what do you mean physically <laughs> like you're just jumping around the apartment <laughs> well I learned the other day that um so three of us live upstairs and apparently even with my door shut and even with the AC unit right there outside my my bedroom Mary can still hear my fork when I eat. Oh, no. And I was like, wow, okay. So, hmm. Um, But I also know that I just talk loud. And like I said, I strike up a conversation every time I'm downstairs. Right. So, in other words, they don't have to wait for the release of this podcast. They've already heard it. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Oh, but yeah. Fun stuff. Very glad to have to be living here. But um, anyway, I guess this is probably the best place to wrap this up. But thank you, Landon, for being on the podcast. This was a lot of fun. Thank you, Andrea. It was a lot of fun. Um. So yeah, hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, maybe gave you some food for thought uh, to think over. And until next time, keep it casual. Bye.